Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Well, bless you, for this time. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you will do. Father, I would say, let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that your grace will be upon us. We pray that your mercy will find us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Sorry, if you can, you know, I mentioned those online. If you can take a bottle of water if you have them. And please, if you don't have them, I'm sorry that we don't have extras. We can get a cup of water outside. Um, there's a cup of water. It doesn't really matter. It was just a small cup that you can have for yourself. Uh, please just take it out. You can put it where your leg will not hit it or something like that. Even as we proceed in in prayers. As we proceed in prayers. Like we said, you know, one is enough for a family. It doesn't have to be a lot. Um, God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you don't have there's a cup out there, I don't know if you want to share the cup around for people to, to may not have. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know the the king has one. He doesn't have a for him. Thank you. Um you know the posture of the Bible talks about the posture of of we are talking about the posture of mercy. The posture of mercy. There is a story that was going around at the time that a boy was forced to say, prostrate and get his mom and his dad good morning in the Nigerian way. And the guy said at the time, the guy said, ah, I am. So they had asked, he said, you know, he said, he said, all this while I've been, post, I've, I've been prostrating. He said, in my mind, I am standing. Even though you see me prostrate. So as we begin to look and understand the posture of mercy, what I would say is this, even as we go on, and I believe it's not even now, even as the worship, as the prayer was going on, God is already dealing with certain issues. That's why I said, bring out your water, even at the side. God help us in Jesus' name. So there is a particular posture God demands as you receive his mercy. But to be able to understand that posture, we need to understand us as a human being. Isaiah chapter 40 from verse 28 says that, do you not know, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of of the hands of the head? He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom. The Bible now says, this is how he does, this is mercy. He gives strength to the weak and increase the power of uh, so said to the weary and he gives power to the to the weak. He now began to look at it in context. Because you may have a thinking 
that when God is talking about the weariness, being weary, when he's talking about being weak, you are probably looking at having a category of people in your mind. And you see Isaiah go back, go on in verse 30 and begin to say, even the youths. So what is he saying? He's saying that there are some, that, the people that you naturally expect that have the capacity to move at a particular speed, he's saying that they still have weakness. So he says that even the youths will grow weary. Even the young men will stumble and fall. You know, he puts them in that context. Weariness and weakness. He now said, but those who hope in the Lord. So he said, he will renew their strength. So what he's trying to say, you will see in that context of that scripture. He started off in verse 28 by saying, you know, God is the everlasting God, the only powerful one. He provides strength to the weak. He provides, um, he, he, he gives grace to the weary. But Isaiah quickly puts you back to point that before you begin to think. So what this shows as we begin to look at it first, is that God intervenes by his mercy because by nature human beings are weak. When you go to Psalm 103 from verse 10 the Bible says this is God it does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us to our own iniquity. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his love, or he can put mercy to those who fear him. As, as far as the east is from the west, so he has removed their transgressions from us. He suggested that I use the word transgressions, then we will deal with that as we go on. But let's go on, please. As the Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Now, I highlighted this part in red. For he knows that we, he knows how we are formed. Another version will tell you that he knows your frame. He knows your limitation. The reason why he does not judge according to, his, to, to what we deserve is because he understands your limitation as a human being. But we would get to the point where you would begin to see and we will begin to hurt ourselves do you really understand that you have a limitation? Because Isaiah was looking at people that are powerful, and Isaiah said, this one's God, they have limitation. Now, we're not talking about sin yet. He 
He said the way they are formed, how they are, the, the way they were manufactured, they need mercy. We have been taught that mercy is for sinners. But I will be showing you that human beings need mercy. Sinners are just a compartment of it. That's when Isaiah was talking about it. I said, so when you see David understanding, he said, the way they are formed, the Bible says he remembers that we are dust. And the life of a mortal is like a grass. It flourishes. So God knows that there is time limits on what you can achieve. And so his mercy comes into play. His mercy comes into play. When you begin to read this, you know, when you go home, the Bible now says that his love is everlasting and things like that. Let's just um, leave it like that. So, having laid that foundation, when you now read Psalm 51, you will know why David was dealing with certain things in there. So we go to Psalm 51 and David said, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the, ten to, to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. Please note, he's not repeating the same word by calling one iniquity one transgression, one sin. They are three different things. But until you understand these three points, you will not understand why David is calling for mercy. Then he goes and said, for I acknowledge my transgression again, and my sins are ever before me. Against you only have I sinned, and not this even in your sight. And you'll be found blameless when you judge. Now, if you go on to verse, you don't know, we'd like to judge the next slide of verse 5. So, behold, please note the statement he uses. I was brought forth in iniquity. In sin did my mother conceive. He desired truth in the inward part. God bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. So let's quickly go to, I just want to just point out something to you again. Psalm 32 verse 5. I, I have highlighted this in red. It's not highlighted in red in your, in your Bible, but I just highlighted to, to kind of point you to the emphasis I'm looking at. This verse, I just pulled it out because it comprises the whole thing together. For you to know that David is not repeating the same thing. So he's not saying that for I cleared my sins, for I cleared my sins to you, you um, and did not cover up my sin, and I, I, I said I will confess. He said sin, iniquity, transgression. So what is 
the difference in sin, iniquity, and transgression. Somebody tried to put an illustration to you, and I put it out on, on, on Google, but I still have some kind of challenge with this, but it's, it's okay. The person has done a good work. Iniquity. That's why when you see Paul, David talk about, I have been shaping iniquity. Iniquity is the state of your mind. You can be in iniquity and not lead to sin because you may not act it out. But the fact that you have taught it, Jesus said, when a man looks at a woman in his heart, so David knew. So when David said, God have mercy, David was saying, even if I want to be good all the time, my heart, the way the state of my heart is, has qualified me for judgment. Because you judge the heart, but God, God judges from the beginning. So when David was dealing with iniquity, he was saying, it is not only what I have done outside. That is why when he began to say, he said, you desire truth in the inward parts. So it is not the person that commits adultery. It's not the person that, you know, that steals money. But the fact that you are a human being, there will be times where your mind will go astray. That is why, again, going back to what he said, because he knows how you are formed. And because of that, he provided his mercy. Does this make sense? But I won't believe, sorry if I put it up, I just kind of put it up because it, it just, I didn't want to go to the asset of doing circle. Sin is desire, or I would say, a response. You will do it. What you know, you thought that Jesus, Jesus, see, this is what Jesus was dealing with. When Jesus said, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So he said, he, he said forget about the fruit. Whatever anybody does in this life, they've thought about it. So when Jesus was dealing with issues, Jesus was not dealing with things from the outside. Jesus was going back to the root of it. That's why he said, he said you will know a tree by the root because it is from the itself by the fruit. Because it is the fruit of what does come. It comes from within. Then what is transgression? Transgression, yes, can accumulate into sin, but transgression is broader than sin, or what we call sin. This is accurate if you go by the biblical definition, but what we call sin, transgression. What is transgression? There is a line here, and you have crossed it. You have transgressed. When you see please, they will say, don't trespass. So transgression is from the word trespass. I say it, it also comes from the same root word. Or that's why the Bible will say, forgive me my trespasses. Does that make sense? So you are supposed to pray three times a day. And you decided not to pray three times a day. 
you are trespassed. When Peter denied Jesus, he did not sin as it were, but he has trespassed. So when David is putting the three together, there is a reason why David is putting the three together. So he's, when David is talking about sin, iniquity, and trespass, he's not talking about a sinner. He's talking about a human being. Does this make sense to us? So, <laughs> I don't know about you, but in those three categories, you can't escape. <laughs> you can't escape. Can you imagine many times God has woken up praying in the middle of the night? And you come and say, God, you understand. It is trespass. Because there has been a demand and you flouted it. So when David was saying, see, he could all right there and say, God have mercy. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Then you begin to see David really deal about the posture. Because why he dealt with that at the beginning of the Psalms is so that you can come to a point and realize that your chances are limited. So David goes on to verse 16 as David began to talk about you, des you do not desire sacrifice. Hell will I give it. You do not delight in bond of the sacrifices of God is a broken spirit and a contrite heart. This, oh God, you will not despise. But for you to come to the place of brokenness, you must first of all accept that there is something wrong. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, when we get to a point, you begin to understand why the devil could not get mercy. When God appeared to the children of Israel and he said, I want to be meeting you, he said, These are the things that I want to sound. Let's go to Exodus 25. Exodus 25 from Exodus 22. He said, I will meet you, I will meet with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat. So God is saying, when I'm going to meet you, it will be on a seat called the mercy seat. Please note that because we will be going back into it. He said, from between the two cherubs. Oh, God have mercy. From between the two cherubs. He says, uh, He says, which are on the hark of testimony. 
which I will command, which which everything I command you, in uh, I which which sorry, uh, ark of testimony about everything which I will give you in commandments to the children of Israel. So, what happened is that. Let's go, let's just, I would still deal with this at some point, but this is the hack of covenant. That like then they tried to paint it to say God is visiting to talk to them. Now, inside that hack is a Ten Commandments. If God were to judge them according to those laws, that's why he said, put a mercy seat on it. Because when I sit, that is where I would sit to speak to you. It's interesting that God said, put the mercy seat on and you will put, there were going to be two cherubs there. Why is that significant? Because when man was cast out of Eden, the cherubs were the one to block access to God. To the tree of life. Which later, which later we knew, the Bible talks about Christ. But we're not going there. So, God is saying, how you are going to access me through that part again is when there is a mercy seat that those cherubs are going to sit on, as it were, and you are going to pass through to speak to me. Because when Adam left Garden of Eden, he left access to God. Does this make sense to us? So he said, come before me. When I'm going to speak to you, I will speak to you from the middle of the mercy seat. I will get to a point when I, we don't have time to go much into because I'm just passing by that route. When they are offering sacrifices, you will see him. I know it's very difficult to look closely, but when, when you look at that finger, what is dipping in his hand to put on that mercy seat is the blood. So, to be as God begins to appear, they put the blood basically again. You see why Christ had to come. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, because the throne of God, that's why God said, Please put a message on it. Because the throne of God, Psalm 89, verse 14 says that righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. 
mercy and truth go before you. So God is saying, be between my throne and you, my mercy will run ahead. Because I cannot change my throne. I am God. But in order for me to put an accommodation for your limitation as a, as a human being, that is where my mercy comes into play. The King James Version, anybody has a King James, the old King James Version, would say to us, Do we have anybody that's King James? Amen. Or is it everybody just reading from online? Hallelujah. Amen. The whole King James, I just wanted to just point that out. So when I mean old King don't worry if it's King James, don't worry, don't worry, just hold up. Not new, new not any. No, 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 it's not. That's why they call it NKJ. Yeah, KJ, yeah. Okay, sorry, no, no. Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. At the habitation of my throne. That's what I wanted to say because at times, no, NKJ that puts that as righteousness. But when you go even further, KJV calls it justice and righteousness at the habitation of my throne. Yes, ma'am. But I put mercy and truth ahead of me. So that you don't collide with my justice. Because the way you are framed, you are limited. Does this make sense to us? Hallelujah. Now, mercy, when you receive mercy, to continually understand God's mercy, you need to know. To continually receive God's mercy, there is a teaching to it. There is a pattern to it. That's why when Jesus is going to talk about mercy, he will give a parable to illustrate it. Why? Because when you read um, Exodus chapter 33, Yes, he says that for now, if you have found favor, or some person will call that as mercy, in, if I have found mercy or favor in your sight, please show me now your ways. Please note, said that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. But when you look at the NLT, is it the NLT? Please note that he said, find favor in your sight. But actually what it was trying to illustrate is that if I, if, if truly you have looked at me favorably, mercy, let me know your ways so I may understand more fully and continue to enjoy. So that means that if mercy is not taught, understanding how the mercy of God operates, you can have a one encounter with it and not as much literal. Does that make sense to us? That is why the Bible teaches on how the mercy of God is released. 
he said, he said that, he said, I would, so he said, and I will continue. But before he said, I will continue, he said, so that I may understand you more. And the more I understand you, the more I gain access to your mercy. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, having said that, now as we see, because the sun that we read says, well, part of the things that God is looking at, why mercy is important, he said because their time is limited. So that means the mercy of God operates within the period of time. That's why the Bible says once a man dies, there is judgment. So Lamentations chapter 3 says and begins to talk about, the Bible says that though through the mercies of the Lord, we are not consumed he said, because his compassions fail not, ah, they are they are new every morning. So he's saying that every single day, God renews his mercy. Every single day, a man has a man, a man has access to God's mercy. Psalm 145, verse 9 says that the Lord for the the Lord is good to all, and his tender mercy is over all that he creates. Sorry, I'm going to different scriptures today. But even though the mercies of God is um, every day, it is important that you pray that God intervenes in your case. Heavy with mercy. I know the end, this is the NIV. It says Psalm 90. It says, Satisfy us in the morning with your failing love. Can I have KJV, please? King James or NIV. Sorry, NLT. King James Version. Or NKJV, anyone? Because I want, because NLT at times, sorry, NLT at times, it's an NIV at times puts it as a failing love, which is the same. It is God's mercy. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Um, so this is the um, King James Version. Yes. Oh, satisfy us early in mercy. Satisfy us early. Early. In God quickly intervene with yes, ma'am. That we may rejoice and be glad. Satisfy us early with mercy. That's what you said. Yeah. That we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Rejoice and be glad all our days. So we are not praying for mercy, just mercy. You need mercy to be intervening early in the situations of your life. He said, he said here, he said, show us mercy in the morning. Because can I put the King James Version on if you have it? 
Show us mercy in the morning. Early, early, early in the morning. God, I don't, I, I, I appreciate your mercy, but I don't need mercy later when everything has Africa. It's not, it's not. God, send us. See, this is somebody praying a prayer. They are requesting God. I say, God, we know that your mercy intervenes, but please let your mercy intervene. Hey. So for us to know, I'm just saying that this is a prayer. This is not, that's why I said, oh, basically God, satisfy us early with your mercy so that we can rejoice all the days. God, I know that your mercy is every day, but God, satisfy me early with your mercy. So we, we see here that even though the mercies of God is, is every day, the Bible says, the Bible teaches us that it is, it is the Bible teaches us that it is, um, you know, the timing can also be asked. You can ask God for the timing of God's mercy. Now, when you now see, when we go a bit into the New Testament, this is just emphasizing on what on what he has, you know, the Bible has said to us. Um, um, he said, um, Hebrews chapter 4, from verse 15, the Bible says that, the Bible says that, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize with our weakness. He said, but we have one who is tempted in heaven with just as we are, yet he did not say. Because of that, because we have an high priest that understands us, he said, let us now approach the throne of grace with confidence. See, this is not necessarily sin. This is confidence that I have an high priest sitting there that understands my weakness. Please, this is not a license. That's why Paul was quickly correcting people. Say, wait, you cannot continue in sin and say that let grace of God abound. That's not what we're talking about here. But as a human being, you are limited. So he says that he says he says to the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us because you are weak you need help because you are limited you need help so paul is saying because we have this weakness and god understands this weakness he's saying i have provided some place for you the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy And when you read all that, that scripture ends with verse 16. But please note, you know, I've said this over and over again. The Bible was, when the Bible was written, they were not divided into chapters. Theologians, the heavy church are divided so that people can understand better. So when Paul was writing letters to 
people of Hebrew. You know, do you write letter in chapter? <laughs> you say chapter one, chapter two. You just write your letter. So when the Bible says the letter, a letter of Paul to the Hebrews, letter of Paul to the Corinthians, it's a letter. So it has been divided so that people can understand. Why I'm saying that is that when you read this, he says, please, we are, so we are going to read into chapter five. And you see that it is a, a continuous conversation. So he said, let us, now he said we have an high priest in verse 15. Verse 16 says, so because of that, let us come to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Now, because he hints at that part, if you go to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1, you begin to see, he said, for every high priest is selected among people and is appointed to represent the people. So the person that needs representation is someone that cannot help themselves. So this is why I said the Bible is, is most of it, especially the, 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 the Gospels, is written in just like that. Sorry, not the Gospels. The um, Epistles. I mean, I should not be saying you're one because people who listen to us that are not listen to the podcast that are not. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Bible says he is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and astray. Since he himself, please look at the same word again that was in verse 15, he is subject to our weakness. So Jesus understands the limitations of a human being. What we are trying to describe all this while is for you to understand why you need to take a particular posture. But if you do not under appreciate that you have a weakness as a human being, then you will not receive, you will not be able to access God's mercy the way you ought to. That is why, because the Bible says in Psalm 102, verse 13, it says, Arise. Say you will arise and have mercy on Zion, for the time of our favor is here. Why? Because if mercy does not intervene, favor doesn't come. He said that even it is our time, she still needs mercy to speak on her behalf. And I'm just going to just pull a couple of things together just for us to just point and see what I've just said all this while is just our frame, understanding our frame and why mercy is important. You know, Luke chapter um, 18 verse 38 to 40, basically, yeah, I'll just read verse 8, verse 8, 38, and he called out, and Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. What is that first component? Mercy needs to be asked for. God, have mercy on me. God, have mercy on me. Secondly, the mercy of God continues as you to learn to show mercy. 
That is why you see, at times in the sea and this world, a vision will come out and say somebody to go and do hands. Because the continuous mercy of God is an investment in you so that you can also show other people mercy. So when you see somebody struggling, somebody who has the same weakness that you have, be careful how you deal with it. Because mercy is demanded. It's difficult. But once you begin to reflect on God's mercy, when you have somebody that 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 is struggling, cannot feed, or is having different kind of challenges, let it be a portion for you to show mercy because God is counting on it. To so you know. Being merciful for us as Christians, we are not just doing charity. It's a principle of the kingdom of God. <laughs> you know, ah, Jesus said something, which is quite interesting. When he was talking about money and things like that, blessings, do you know what Jesus said? He said, give, and he shall be given unto you. Press together, he said, he said, shall men, when they press together, running over, shall men, this is shall God, he said, shall men give back to you. So basically, he it is, it is, a, it is a, a system among human beings. And you begin to see, that is why the Bible talks about forgive us as we forgive. Because when it comes to mercy, there is a linkage in how you treat the less privileged or those who don't have capacity like you do. It is so you cannot you cannot close your ears to people. The Bible says it. God doesn't open ears to such. So that is why at times when you know when. Prophet or servant of God, I receive and say, Ah, it's a lot of prayer. Or when he said that we are praying a particular prayer, give hands. It's not that God is waiting for, but it is a principle. So aside from praying, please respond in mercy. Mercy does not mean. Like the Bible talks about mercy, it does not mean that you don't acknowledge that this person or whatever it is is wrong. Mercy means that despite what you have done, so it is not a license to be run over. That's what we're talking about here. Mercy means you've done this for me. You know, as God was doing it, rather than me responding to you in that same dimension, I would have mercy. Does that make sense? God help us in Jesus' name. So, you know, mercy doesn't mean that, you know, oh, you just don't understand anything, anything, you know. No, you know what is going on. You are aware, but you chose to have mercy. So, sorry. Um, now, when we go to Jude chapter 2, verse 13, the Bible says here, 
because this is the one we normally shout. God, uh, um, how do we say it in Yoruba? Sorry, please, for those who are going to listen to the podcast. It says that um, obey the yeah. 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 And things like that, you know. So I just wanted to, you know, for those who are here to kind of you probably know you have heard it so many times. But if you read it in context, he said because judgment without mercy will be shown to every to will, will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. So, before you say, I'm so glory there, whatever it is, the whatever version that you, you, you believe in, the, that scripture is tied to the way you show mercy. It's tied to the way you show mercy. And I will bring this to this. At times, people, when you may not understand mercy in that dimension, I'm talking to you about practical things aside from prayer. Jude chapter 1. Jude chapter 1. It's only one chapter there, sorry. But the Bible says, keep yourself. In, in, in God's love as you await the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring you into eternal life. So mercy of God by his mercy, that is how you are being brought into eternal life. He said, be merciful to those who are in doubt. The Bible now said, Save others by snatching them from fire. Please note that the Bible puts um, semicolon. English people, what does semicolon do? Lawyer, I won't ask mathematician. Not bad. It, it, it kind of gives meaning to the. Hey, this yeah. so I I I'm not a to I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I to show to to others show mercy. Basically, what that means is that when you share the gospel to people, you are sharing God's mercy. When you see somebody that is going to hell, that is within your jurisdiction. And you don't share the gospel of Christ, you have not shown that person mercy. Please note how we use the word save by snatching them. Do not snatch them. You just pull them. So they may be they may not like what you have done to them. They may not like the message. But 
Because you are expecting God's mercy on your life. Mercy is why, one of the reasons why you preach the gospel. And you share the gospel of Christ with people. You are actually having mercy on them. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Please, can I put the, can you put the NLT or the NLT for me, please, rather than that? Because I want to explain this other part. Because I, I see here, mixed with fear, hating, um, hating even the clothing stained by the corrupt flesh. Or amplified, maybe amplified maybe. Uh, and the one that talks about that be conscious. I know, I'm sure NLT does. Um, but the amplified will probably, as amplified does, will probably amplify it even more better. Now, it says that, yeah, it says here, it says, show. It says, show, it said, it said snatching them from, from the flame of judgment. Show mercy to show mercy to steal others. Amen. The Bible says, the Bible says, but do it with great caution. Eating the sin that contaminated their life. So by saying somebody must believe does not equivalent you Going there to go and commit sin together and say maybe one day, one day, they will give their life to Christ. You may not understand. I have had, I won't mention churches, it's a better land user, it's a very big campus, then we're in campus. There are some girls that go to a particular kind of church. I, I believe, I'm convinced in my mind that the pastor is not really aware. But when the church grows too much, and you have campuses where people, you know, campuses everywhere across the nation in Nigeria, there are so many tactics that people get engaged in, and you know, naturally doesn't know. So I mean, this is not an indictment on the man of God. It's just, you know, when, how many people does one want to give a campus? This is one of the largest church in Nigeria. Not the largest one, one of the largest church in Nigeria. So, the girls would, the girls would, give their body, I don't know where they got that scripture from. They will sleep with a man to bring them to church. So boys began to say, ah. So after, so when she probably has helped to win the soul of most of the boys in that place, after three months or four months, those boys say, we are back, we are back sleep. So that he will come and preach to us again. And they were doing it. They were coming to preach to them. Anybody in Nigeria, Nigeria University that would know, any kind of Nigeria University would know what I'm talking about. So, you know, that is another kind of preaching, whatever gospel that they are preaching. So, that's why the Bible says, be cautious. Don't contaminate yourself in the process. So that means that no matter how much you look at people, there is a time you need to pull back if you see that you are being drawn into it. 
or maybe your own faith is being compromised. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, we've talked about those things. Preaching the gospel. We are being saved by mercy, by God's mercy and prayer. Just want to just keep this because our time is fast spent. And as we go into our prayers. Psalm 121, Psalm 127 says, Except the Lord builds a house, those the workers build in waste. It will build, but sorry, they build the, the work the build the work of the builders is wasted. Please note that the Bible did not say they should not build. It's just saying, except the mercy of God comes upon it, it is a vain. So as we look at this and as we draw this to a close, let's go to the next slide, please, because of our time. There were two people who had access to the mercies of God. What differentiated them? They had the same sin, they had the same weakness, but one acknowledged the other one did not. So the difference between difference between the two sinners is that one said, God, I need mercy. And the other one said, no, if you are God, display your power. Come down and free every one of us. And about Jesus turned to the other one and said, Today, you will make me paradise. What happened to everybody that he has stolen from? It doesn't matter. Mercy has spoken. As I said, we say, pray that which is you know, it doesn't mean which everybody give their life to Christ. <laughs> All those that you know, you mean that you have not been praying, that they have used you as a, a support system. If <laughs> you are, you know. But they don't use it as training. <laughs> that is how mercy works. So that is why you have to pray by yourself so that nobody will use you as a <laughs> development plan. God help us in Jesus' name. And this is how, you know, and the Bible says, and we're going to hand it here. The Bible says, but God who is rich in mercy because of his love, which he loved us. Even we, even when we were dead in our trespasses. So, he, called, he said, you know, even if you're always not, the fact that you are trespassed, he said, he has made us alive with Christ. Basically, next slide, basically what is saying that this is the mercy of God. That is why when Jesus died, please remember the picture I showed you about the, um, the high priest pouring the blood on the Ark of Covenant. What happens that's why when Jesus is going to see, when Jesus will rose up, 
He said, don't touch me because I need to go before to, to, to the Father. So he went straight to heaven. Why? To go and present the blood on the judgment room. That's why God said, I have sent my mercy ahead. So that when you appear in eternity before God, the throne is covered with the blood of the Lamb. And God's judgment is tempered by the blood. But the problem is, are you the thief on the right or the thief on the left? Some people are receiving God's mercy now, but they don't know that the ultimate mercy is when they appear in eternity. That is why it's important to preach the gospel. Because that is the ultimate mercy that any human being will receive. God grant us grace. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.